This is why Small Business Matters from Northumbria University. Supporting small businesses with the Help to Grow Management Programme. Hello and welcome back to Why Small Business Matters. My name is Matt Sutherland and in today's episode we discuss Northumbria University's award-winning business clinic and discover how small businesses can access free consultancy and get help in identifying new opportunities to boost business growth. And we wanted to actually give all our students a real opportunity to engage with businesses. And it has got them employed, which is amazing. Both teams have been absolutely amazing. I do have to praise them really highly because it is a very, very well-oiled machine. They were the voices of Rebecca Dunstan, Nigel Coates and Kelly Maxwell, three people who know just how powerful the business clinic model can be in supporting small businesses. Rebecca is a lecturer and Nigel is the director of Northumbria University's award-winning business clinic, where since 2013 they have established a sector-leading facility for providing tailored support to more than 700 small businesses throughout England and abroad. I'm also joined by Kelly, a business clinic client and founder, having established Kelly's Heroes in 2021, a dedicated private tuition business offering specialised learning in a supportive environment. With learning hubs spread across the northeast and a growing waiting list, it's no surprise that Kelly's achievements have been formally recognised by the Federation of Small Businesses and Best Business Women Awards. Welcome to the podcast. So lovely to see you today and thank you for joining uh, me on today's podcast. And actually, this feels familiar ground because today we're talking about something that our own institution has developed to support small business. And Rebecca, I wonder if you can start us off. What do we mean by Northumbria University's business clinic? Um, Well, the business clinic began in 2013, um, and it's an educational scheme for our final year undergraduate students and postgraduate students um, who work together in a group or a consultancy firm and offer pro bono business consultancy to businesses. Um, Since 2013, we've worked with approximately 700 um, businesses. They range from uh, independent uh, traders, social enterprises, charities, um, all the way up to large multinationals. Geographically, we work with local, um, we work with national, and we also have some international clients as well. So the students who work with us, they come from a marketing background, a strategy background, a finance background, and it means they're really able to offer um, a wonderful uh, kind of service to the clients that we get um, who come to us with a range of problems that, for the students to solve. So a marketing issue, an HR issue, a strategy issue, um, a feasibility study. So these students are able to take all of that knowledge that they've gained throughout their years at university and work on this final project. And they work together. They do secondary research into the organisation and the sector. Then they do some primary research. Um, which is something for um, a lot of our clients is something that they don't have the time or the resource to do themselves. So it's it's really it's great when the students get to do it. They then take all of that knowledge um, into creating recommendations for the clients, which are costed for them. Um, and then they get to stand and present to the clients at the end of their project um, their recommendations. And the client gets a chance to ask them questions um, about, you know, those recommendations and, and implementation um, side of things. What an offer. So just going back a step. So these are current students who are going into real businesses before they graduate. And, 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 and this is to support their studies. Are they, is it giving them the opportunity to apply some of the learning that they're doing during the week to a new challenge? 
It does. And we call it um, the win-win-win situation with the business clinic. What sets the business clinic students apart is that they come out and they are able to go to a job interview, which some of them have with the permission of the client, with a copy of their report to go um, take into their interview. And when they are asked questions, rather than just saying, yeah, I've got great communication skills or great team working skills, they're able to go, yes, I have got great team working skills. This is what I did and presented the report. And the feedback has been amazing from the students that um, there are, you know, recruitment companies and organizations that they've gone for have gone, oh, that's amazing. Wow, I can't believe you've done that. And to have that, and it has got them employed, um, which is amazing. And the other one is obviously for the client. We want to um, give our clients something that is useful and beneficial to their company that will help them. Um, And there's nothing better than when a client comes back six months down the line to go, wow, we implemented some of those recommendations. And my business has grown or this has happened and, and it's it's wonderful so we get to forge um great relationships with a range of clients and they do come back to the business clinic or we can direct them to other um offerings within the university that might be better for them at that time and that's the other win the win is for the business clinic that we get to you know have these students that are really happy and enjoying what they're doing we get these clients who um get some real value um, from the projects that the students um, have have created for them. So, yeah, that's our triple win that we try and go for. And I wonder where the idea came from, because it sounds like a well-oiled machine. But when what sparked this idea of going out and taking current students to support the local ecosystem? Where did that idea come from? The idea came from the fact that we were conscious that a lot of our business studies students were graduating but hadn't had the opportunity to benefit from, say, an internship or a placement. And we wanted to actually give all our students a real opportunity to engage with businesses and external organisations. So that was how it originally came about. And this is why it was developed as an alternative to a traditional dissertation for final year students to do. But quite rapidly, we found that students who'd been on placement came back and said, actually, they'd rather do a consultancy project rather than a traditional dissertation because they could see the value uh, it was to companies, but also from their career futures, as nobody sits down and write dissertations in a workplace, but they'll sit down and potentially research and write a report. What was the reaction from the businesses then when you started to approach some of them to see if you could get them on board? Was this something that was well received? Was this was this a gap within the current ecosystem that they were keen to engage in? What we initially found was that some external organisations felt, oh, well, this was maybe part of their public service to engage with the students and put something back. But they rapidly found that they were actually getting real benefits from the experience. Um, And picking up on the point that Rebecca's already made about a win-win, we don't just want an external organisation to dream up an imaginary project we want them to be asking us to do some work that has real value to them, because although it's pro bono, i.e. free, they, they are investing time because consultancy work isn't something that you do to somebody. It's a collaborative co-creation process. So therefore, we say, yes, we want a real project which has real value to you, because although it's free um, and the students are doing the work supervised by staff in the business clinic, um, you're investing time in this. So in a sense, uh, although initially uh, clients might have come to us thinking that, oh, we should put something back into uh, developing future generations, that's changed now. 
um, and we have clients coming and waiting lists for work to be done. Um, and generally at the end of the process, when I ask, have, have the reports met client expectations? And invariably they'll say exceeded. Uh, and then I'll follow up and say, well, what will you be implementing? Because that's the asset test, that the fact that they're going to implement the recommendations. So this conversation, thanks, Nigel, must have been familiar to Kelly. Now, I'm looking at Kelly now as the founder of Kelly's Heroes and um, really in the fast lane in terms of her small business. But at that time, when the uh, business clinic was developed and this idea was blooming, Kelly, you weren't in business. You were a teacher. Can you tell us a bit about that, please? Yeah, so I graduated in 2013 um, after completing a primary education degree and then went on to Northumbria Uni to do my postgrad in special educational needs. And at the time, it's interesting, I never, ever thought I'd own a business. Never. I thought I'll be a teacher and that'll be life and that's the way, you know, it goes. But then when I went into teaching, although I absolutely loved the teaching aspect, all of the other areas around it, I wasn't so fond of. And I think a lot of People, when they start their own businesses, they have this idea in their head. And I did. It's going to be great. I can take time off when I want. I can work when I want. I can go on holiday. But it turns out to be very much the opposite of that because you end up doing a lot more hours. You've got a lot more workload in terms of not just getting clients through the door, but then also nurturing the ones you've got, spreading the news about your business, trying to make it grow. And then you've got everything else that a business owner has on top of that. So although I went into teaching and that's what I qualified in and I still do teaching, I now do it in a way that I like. And what was the trigger, Kelly, to make you leave that kind of vocation of teaching purely within a within a school setting to maybe thinking, actually, I think there can be an alternative model here and, uh, and I can do it slightly different. What was that trigger? Um, there was quite a few triggers, I would say. Um, first one is the class sizes are getting bigger and bigger. And it's so hard as one teacher to spread yourself around all of these students to make sure every child gets what they need, especially now children are so different. And even though they're all the same age, that does not mean they can all learn exactly the same things in the same way. And I was finding so many students struggling and then you had the other end, which were real high flyers. And it was trying to make sure everyone got what they need. And I found that really difficult. And because I'm very much a nurturing person, you know, I care about everybody. I want everyone to do well. I want everyone to have what they need. It was really difficult in that profession to be able to provide that for everybody. So initially, when I was went into teaching and I thought, that's what you're going to do, all of the teaching, the paperwork takes up a lot of time. And that's not what I went into teaching for. I went in to do the actual teaching. So when I decided to leave, I thought there's got to be a way of making an impact without the workload, like without the paperwork around it specifically, because all that paperwork doesn't help children learn and grow. It's the way you teach and how you teach it and all that positivity around it, which helps children thrive, I personally think. So I decided that, I wanted to do it in a different way. And now that I've got Kelly's Heroes, it's all about confidence and self-esteem and bridging the gaps that you've got, but also teaching to what you need for the future so you can go on and live the life that you want to live and be proud of what you've achieved. Tell us a little bit about Kelly's Heroes. What does it do and what does it aim to uh, achieve? We offer, we'll have kind of two streams within the business. 
we'll offer on an evening and on a weekend private tuition for children that are in schools who want a little boost, that little bit of extra. It could be that they've got exams coming up. It could be that they just want that little extra support to build their confidence. And that's for children from nursery all the way up to year 11. We then have, during the day, we teach children that aren't able to access mainstream education because of anxiety, maybe long-term illnesses, things like that. So we become a provision for education for them students. And the whole ethos around Kelly's Heroes is confidence and self-esteem because you could have all the qualifications in the world, but if you go out and you're really struggling with who you are and you don't have that confidence in yourself, you're not going to be able to achieve and thrive. So we kind of look at a holistic approach where we're supporting children academically, but we're looking at them as a person and bringing them on to be the best they can be. Actually, I'm looking at Rebecca and I'm looking at Nigel because, of course, you're familiar with this story and and the development and the rise and the rapid rise of of Kelly. Of course, Kelly is two years into a a really fast-growing business, 10 members of staff. What type of things did you hear when you met Kelly when she came through the doors at the business clinic? What were the conversations that you were having to where you could see um, you could offer greater support? Well, as part of the process, um, we would talk with the potential client to try and help understand what their problems and issues are. Because in order for a successful outcome for all is to make sure that you've got a very tightly defined brief, because the more focused a brief can be, the better uh, the research, the better the recommendations can be, because otherwise often organisations come with too broad a spectrum and therefore it's difficult to actually implement. So we spend time with the, the client to unpick and try and get a clear agreement of what are the priorities uh, and what how that will fit with the timeline of the students working on the project and the report coming to them and the presentation, etc. Uh, and as part of the quality process, we ensure that the briefs are, are all achievable, that we, it would match the expertise of the degree programmes they're coming from uh, and with the appropriate supervisors that we have in the business clinic. Um, and then we work closely with the client to get the brief nailed down and then uh, we would match them with an appropriate team uh, to work on. And then after having trained all the students up and prepared them, because we don't just let them loose on a client, uh, we spend a semester working in advance with the students. Kelly, tell us a little bit more about the brief for Kelly's Heroes. So I've been lucky enough to work with the business clinic for a couple of years now. Um, and, you know, both teams have been absolutely amazing. I do have to praise them really highly because it is a very, very well-oiled machine. So for my brief this year, it was all about marketing and it was all about getting the name of Kelly's Heroes out there because we're very good at getting recommendations from parents and passing on. But it was how do we reach a new audience and how do we engage them specifically online? So that was the kind of brief in itself. And then I gave that to the students for them to kind of go off and come up with all sorts of ideas, which was amazing. And it was lovely because it all came in um, to see Kelly's Heroes. They wanted to see the setting. And it wasn't a case of you give them a brief off the go and it it can't be adapted to your business. It's just sort of a one size fits all. That's not the case at all. They came in, they wanted to have a look around, they wanted to meet all of the team, they wanted to see some of the lessons going on as well. So they could go away and really take what we do and create something that we can then use as business. 
brilliant. And actually that offsite visit sounds really important and precious because they get the opportunity to see the business and how you operate. And Rebecca, of course, you're involved in bringing and assembling those groups of students. Do they choose just by way of background? Do they, they, do they choose or are they allocated a brief? How does that work? The students initially will form their own groups. So they work in groups of four um, and they choose who they work with. They have been at the university for three, possibly four years. They know what to look for in a good team. They know that, you know, that it's so important. You know, this is the large project in their final year at university. They know the importance. Um, so they do choose their team. So we offer in first semester a lot of team building activities, a lot of events that they can come to to meet everyone on the business clinic module, all the students um, and form their groups. Once we've done that and also as a as a team, we do work with the students. We get to know them better through these events and through these team building activities. So when it comes to matching the student groups to the client briefs, we have not got a computer system that does that for us. This is us in the boardroom with all of the briefs out on a table, all of the student groups forms, which tell us about the student, the program they're on, what they're interested in, their aspirations, any hobbies they have, all of that. And we as a team, there are a lot of snacks, but predominantly we just go around and we match the groups to the clients that we think best. We then quality assure it. Um, amongst ourselves so we have some of our associate lecturers come in and they they give their opinions we have ours so it's not a quick process it's usually you know a day and then we go home and then come back again and re revisit it um just to see that we've got the right match the students then have an executive training day normally at the end of november beginning of december um, which is a great day. It really brings them together. They work in their groups and that's the day that they get given their client brief. And it's almost a little bit like Christmas for them because they, they get this brief and they're so excited to get their briefs. It's brilliant. And the, I've been with the business clinic for the last seven years now. We've never had a group go, oh, is this what I've got? They're all just so excited. From that moment, they then get to meet the client. So they have their initial client meeting uh, which we do hold at the business clinic because we have the facility. It's great to meet the, some of the clients ourselves because some of us haven't met the clients yet. Um, the students get to meet them. They get all suited and booted and look very smart, um, which is it's great because some clients come in and go, oh, wow, you're in suits. And, um, you know, you don't have to wear suits. And we, ju we just we explain to the students that we want them to kind of, you know, promote their best self at this point but then after that they can wear jeans if the client's happy for them to wear jeans so they meet the client in December um, and then they have their Christmas break they submit their semester one work then semester two begins and that's when they start on the actual project you're listening to why small business matters find out how Northumbria University can help your business thrive through the help to grow management program Delivered by leading small business and enterprise experts from Northumbria University with the support of leading figures from industry and experienced entrepreneurs. The programme supports senior managers of small and medium-sized businesses to boost their business's performance, resilience and long-term growth. The 12-week programme is 90% funded by the government and the fee payable by participants is £750 and has been designed to allow participants to complete it alongside full-time work. 
The in-depth, high-quality curriculum supports you to build your capabilities in leadership, innovation, digital adoption, employee engagement, marketing, responsible business and financial management. By the end of the program, you'll develop a business growth plan to help you lead your business to realize its potential. To find out more about the program, the modules, eligibility and fees and delivery dates, go to northumbria.ac.uk slash help to grow. This is Why Small Business Matters, and in today's episode, we're joined by Rebecca Dunstan, Nigel Coates, and Kelly Maxwell, exploring the world of the Northumbria University Business Clinic. I'm desperate to hear about the successes of, of this business clinic, but before I do, I'm going to go to Kelly. And, and, and Kelly, you you had a brief, it was all about marketing, and then you, you came in and you've been working with the students. What was that like? And, and tell us a little bit about what they presented. It was a really, really positive experience as a business owner, marketing's not my strong point. It's not my area. I I love to hear from other people. And we don't always have the funding or the money in the bank to be able to go out and pay for these expensive things. So having all of this support, like you say, for completely free, I know we give up a little bit of time, but what we get back in return is so much more than that time we gave up. So when they present it, it's lovely with Nigel, they go through it all, any questions as well at the end. So, you know, some of the some of the things I've put down, I'll ask, so how could I go about this? How could I maybe do this one? And it's great because they're so well researched and they've taken so much time to put this all together. We've got the answers for you. So I go in with my little notepad and pen and make all of these notes. And then I go back and then I share that with the team. And it's a, a nice little spur you on. Like now we know what we're doing. Now we know where we're going. So it is, it's really, really beneficial. And it was, it was a really good experience. I'd recommend it. Nigel, this all sounds amazing. So tell us about the track record. We know that you've got your own building. We know that you've got a waiting list and students eager to be involved in, in the business clinic project. What are the core successes that have come over the last 10 years? Every year we are trying to assess the value of the work we do. Um, we obviously know the, the impact on the students, we, can, we survey them at the beginning and start uh, at the end of the module to find out how their employability has improved. But from a client's perspective, um, we get them to give an independent, anonymous valuation of the reports. And on average, they say it's worth £5,500. That's what they would think that they would pay for the report if they were paying professionally for professional consultants to do it. And often each year we'll have some clients who will say, this report is better than paid work we've had from other external organisations. And in the 10 years since 2013, we've done something like 3.85 million pro bono consultancy work. This current year, we'll be having some 500 students going through the clinic. And that's a mixed year of final year undergrads and uh, master's students. Then if we look at the longer term impact, so we've had the initial valuation, we then go back to clients and say, having had the opportunity to implement the recommendations, can you tell us what's been the longer term impact? And if perhaps I give you just a few little examples of local organisations. For example, there's a spirit company in the northeast, an award-winning spirit company, and they can identify a 100% increase in sales in a category which was directly attributed to the implementation of the research recommendations. And this was in terms of the design of a bottle and in terms of labelling and branding. Uh, And they can clearly see that 
As a result of those changes they made, they had an increase of 100%. Another example, there's an organic farmer in the northeast. Um, and again, uh, following implementation of the recommendations, and in this case, it was about online advertising, and in particular on Facebook. Prior to the recommendations, they'd been selling something like £8,000 per year online. Uh, after the recommendations, that had risen to £20,000 a year. So those were real um, monetary benefits. Uh, but there isn't just monetary benefits. Uh, another uh, local um, firm we've supported is an insurance. Uh, and they can identify the appointment of two new jobs as a result of the growth of the uh, following recommendations. They also... Uh, benefited from another report we did, which was looking at how to maximise search engine optimization for them. And that actually saved them money because they were able to get um, more effective traffic to their website. So they didn't actually have to spend as much money as they had previously spent on direct advertising. Uh, and the third thing uh, they uh, were able to point to uh, from a report was actually the fact that they've been able to develop a bespoke insurance scheme package specifically uh, for the not-for-profit organisation. And they could attribute that they were now servicing servicing over 1,000 uh, not-for-profit organisations across the UK, which was based on this bespoke product that had flowed from one of the three reports it had. So that gives a little overview of the types of impact. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Kelly, <laughs> what are the two to three main things that have, you've taken from the business clinic that have impacted your business? Um, I would say there's quite there's quite a few, but the main ones in particular, the first one I would say, which might be a little bit different, is the knowledge and the steps to put something in place. So for example, like I was talking about the marketing, I, did, I just hear marketing and I'm just like, whoa, no, thank you. <laughs> but knowing you know, you need to do this, you need to do this. It's easy for people to say that, but having those steps broken down for you and being able to ask somebody and ask them questions, you feel very assured from that, that you know how to put those things into place to help grow your business. So knowledge is a huge one, especially, like I say, we're not experts in every area. So having someone who's taken the time to research what you need for your business put it into manageable chunks for you, you can then take that and you can put that into place quickly and it doesn't take up loads and loads of time that business owners don't really have. It's kind of like that pathway through and you just know what you need to do to put it in place. So I would definitely say that one initially. Um, another thing for us as well, so our brief was all about marketing this year and like I say, it's not a strong point of mine um so I thought it was important to once I'd had all of the answers to then get us on TikTok which again is not something I just thought was you know for all the kids and that sort of thing so they gave us loads of ideas for that we then went on to TikTok we started posting they told us what sort of equipment we should invest in as well to make them high quality videos that they attract audience not ones that aren't going to sit there and just to take us time to do for nothing to come back. And from that, we get quite a lot of leads from TikTok now that we never would have had before that. So it's definitely brought new customers through the door for us as well. Brilliant. Thanks, Kelly. That's that's great to hear. Rebecca, why does small business matter? Small businesses are imperative to the business clinic's success. Um, 
you know, without them, we don't have client projects. Without them, we don't have our ability to engage with students and give them the opportunity to work on a real client brief, not a hypothetical, not a make believe. And one of the things that we do try and instill in our students within the first semester is that these are real clients with a real brief and you will have a real impact. And the real impact element to our students is so important because they know there's a there's a point, there's a reason. You know, yes, they want great marks, but there's nothing better than our students coming out of their client presentations and being elated because their client was happy with the report or liked some of their recommendations. Students don't often get that kind of um, feedback from external, you know, you've, you've got tutors and we want them to do their best, but to hear it from an external client is is amazing. And going back to, you know, following on from what Kelly was saying, it's so lovely to hear kind of the positivity and, the, you know, the reports in your drawer. And But marketing, marketing is one of the, the main project briefs that we get because it is such a dynamic industry, you know, especially digital marketing. It changes weekly. Um, and these students have been three to four years with us, you know, the ones doing a marketing program. They know about marketing on TikTok. They know about, you know, fundraising on social media and all these different modern things and and I am not one who knows them you know that well at all and they they talk to me about it and it blows my mind but that's something that as someone who's running a you know a small business running their business doing everything you know from you know opening the doors in the morning to the paperwork late at night they don't have time or resource to to do this so this is where when the the students get to do it it is just something that the client can go right they're working on that and then the implementation plans um it's great to hear how well received they are as well because there is no point in our clients going we think you should do this off you go that's too that's too much you need to explain through how to do it you know what you what you need the time frame the cost um so yeah small businesses are imperative and from a from someone who works within the business clinic I love forming the relationships with our small businesses that we have, you know, the ones that come back to us, the ones that come back to us in a couple of years, the ones that come back and go, oh, we're looking for help with this and we can direct them. It's brilliant. Nigel, what is the cost of a, uh, of a business engaging in the business clinic? Well, it's completely free in the sense that uh, we don't charge for the consultancy, but we deliver professional standard work because it's supervised by some who are professional consultants, but all staff have both the academic knowledge, but also industrial experience. Uh, so there is no charge to the client, but what the client does is invests time. And that time helps for that co-creation of knowledge because consultancy isn't something that you do to an organisation. They need to have ownership. They need to have confidence and faith that what is being recommended is appropriate for that organisation. So the only cost is the time that they invest. Kelly, just reflecting, what impact has the business clinic made to your business and to your students who you work with? Um, it's made a huge difference. It's brought a lot more students through the door that, like I said earlier, they wouldn't have known about us otherwise because we get a lot of recommendations from word of mouth. I really enjoy working with students, whether they're five or whether they're 20. It's it's really nice to be able to support people and 
being able to work with the business clinic's been amazing because it means that we get that opportunity not just to support children in school, but also know that we've also helped students who are going off to graduate in their final years. Um, in terms of our students, it's been really nice because what we try and do with what we've been given is we don't just take it and I don't just look at it and that's it. What I like to do with our year 11s is I like to involve them with it because they are really good at marketing. They're very good at social media. So getting perspectives, not just from staff, but also from the students, because they are the ones that look on TikTok. They are the ones that are engaging with it, getting their feedback on it as well. I find really, really beneficial. And it's been lovely because every student that I've shown it to it's been like, this is a really good idea. This has been fab. And one in particular that I can think of, she was finishing her GCSEs and she wasn't sure what she wanted to do next. So I was looking at this with her and it was really interesting because she was like, this is what I want to be doing. And that's when I was like, well, this is what we need to do. And I helped her then decide what she wanted to do at college. And now she's at college. She knows she wants to go to university and she wants to go down that route. And it was it's really nice to know that it's not just impacting me, but it's impacting the business in a positive way. Thank you to my guests, Rebecca Dunstan, Kelly Maxwell and Nigel Coates. And don't forget to check out previous episodes of the podcast, A Primer to Technology Transfer with Ian Thomas and Andy Walsh and Solving Business Problems and the Future of Decision Making with Joe Marshall and Stuart Wilkinson. And if you would like to find out more information about the Help to Grow Management Scheme, go to northumbria.ac.uk forward slash help to grow. Thank you for listening and we'll catch up with you next time on Why Small Business Matters.